Uh, welcome to the second edition of the Big Fish Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Moth, and today I got some of the usual suspects. Um, Goofy is here, Alexander, Russ is new, but he was supposed to be here last time. Uh, Shiro is a new member of the group this time, and we also have another newbie with Ustun. And then we have an extra special guest, Turtle Duck. And uh, most of you... Most of y'all probably know that stay up later than me that Turtle Duck is a Runeterra streamer late at night, apparently, my time. And um, Russ, I know it was Goofy, and Shiro convinced him to come on the podcast somehow. So here we are. If you want to under- introduce yourself, Turtle Duck, we'll get started. Uh, yeah, sure. So, hello. My name is uh, Turtle Duck, twitch.tv slash Turtle Duck, T-U-R-T-L-D-U-C. Um, do you want me to say like a few things about myself or no, something yeah, like that? Yeah, say what you want to. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty bad at uh, talking about myself, but I, I guess to name like a few, you know, descriptors of myself, you know, I'd say that I'm I'm you know talented, uh, hardworking, humble, handsome. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm sure Goofy and, and Shiro would say that. You know, <laughs> watching my stream is kind of like watch like watching. Uh, Mozart paint in his prime. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I stream. I make uh, stupid content. I'm a washed up card gamer. Uh, I top cut sometimes, and uh, yeah, that's that's me. Do you have a background in other card games? Was Runeterra your first, or what do you got? Uh, I mean, my first was Yu-Gi-Oh when I was like seven, probably. Um, then I played a little bit of Magic: The Gathering. Uh, Hearthstone was my first online card game, and I was like pretty consistently like high ranked North America, but I didn't really make content with for Hearthstone um, or have any like notable tournament finishes for that. But no, I, I play pretty much any card game that looks interesting and doesn't break my wallet. Okay, yeah, so I'm pretty much the same way. Um, but I know we get some people that play Runeterra solely because of League, so I just like to see where that's at, you know, sort of thing. Um, I guess we got two other not special guests, or three other new not special guests that are just normal BFG members that I should introduce to. So, if Russ, if you want to introduce yourself, go ahead. Uh, hey, hey, to all the listeners out there. Um, I'm game name Ociaros. Uh, everyone just calls me Russ. Is the easiest way to say it. Uh, I've been playing LOR competitively for about six months, and I've played the game for about a year and a half. Um, I had a background in Yu-Gi-Oh!, and League of Legends, so I was like extra, extra special toxic when I started this game. Um, but you know, I've been a BFG member since I started playing competitively, and I haven't top cut a seasonal since the rotation started because I'm bad. But I have top cut two Master Rune Terra open, so we'll, we'll take that. Okay, Shiro, if you want to go now. Yeah, so LoL is actually my first card yeah. game. I I played because of League. I'm one of those people. Um, oh, yeah. That's when rotation playing. started, like I've been playing since foundation, and when rotation started, I had a bit of an identity crisis. I uh, didn't really know which type of card gamer I was. I thought I was control, and then I just like couldn't play control anymore. But I, uh, I finally settled in the uh, based aggro gameplay. So that's me. Okay, and you stun. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, I'm you stun. My background. In card games, is it, this is my first card game, but I played League of Legends, so I come from that. Um, I also play a little bit of Overwatch on the side, 
uh, GM5 Doomfist. Anyone else, please, Overwatch? But, um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, my my Rintera accolades are just uh, I won the Mystic Shock podcast tournament. Um, those tournaments were great, and I've top coded uh, Rintera opens twice, standard format. All right, um, and Alex, do you have anything you want to say before we get started? What I said? Do you have like, anything you want to like anything? I just I wanted to give you a chance to introduce yourself again if you wanted to, but like we did that last um, time. So. No, I mean just. As a reminder, I'm Alex. I've done decently well. Haven't I've top cut one seasonal fairly recently, but nothing more. And I'm one of the few control holdouts on the team. All right, and we also have Goofy here, but it looks like he has muted himself. So oh, we here. will. Move. Oh, Goofy's here. Never mind. Go ahead. I am here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I finally top cut. Woohoo! Last this this most recent open. Yeah, I was there in Siren Song meta, but hey, I did what I what I did to get there, you know. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I guess leading in off of that, um, to start this podcast, um, mm-hmm. this probably won't be the biggest subject overall. It'd probably be more about the patch and stuff. But we had three of our players on BFG top cut this open. This Rintero Open the past weekend. And so I just want to give a congratulations to Goofy, You Stunned, and Eid. I think Eid was supposed to be here, but he's an old man and hurt himself. Um, but <laughs> Goofy, do you have anything you want to say about the Open, your Open run? Um, it, it, I, to be honest, I just railed everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like part That's of cool. that was just. Part of it was just me being a good player and just was on on a roll. Um, part of it was because I was playing Siren Song. Uh, that's all I can say about it. And it just brought people. It just felt really easy. <laughs> that was a lot. Um, you time? Anything you got? Yeah. Uh, this uh, this open, I did not expect a tough cut. Uh, I did definitely did not rail anyone. And the and uh, <laughs> my first round, I got a lip and insta lost to Team Elusive. So. Oh, yep, like turn five, oh, lethal purifying I, flames. You know the good stuff. I do gotta mention, yeah. Um, day two. Uh, I played terrible, to be honest. That's well, I mean, at least you didn't try to do what Eustun did and play Shin. So that's good. <laughs> I didn't play that. And <laughs> I didn't actually go through with that. That was a that secret BFG tech man. Come on. Yeah, that's just wait trying to bait people into playing Shen again. It just waits <laughs> in the chat rooms for anyone to ask for deck suggestions. That's a wait science experiment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess Turtle Duck, did you do well at the open? I didn't catch any of your resu- results. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. You know, I did great. I did amazing. Uh, no, I, it was it was not good. I made the uh, the poor decision of um, starting my stream the night before at like 2 a.m. and then I stayed up for like 10 hours straight and just played the open live with no mm-hmm. delay. Um, so yeah, I think I ended like 5 and 3 and I got really tilted. So uh, yeah, definitely not my, my best performance. Gotcha. But it was good content, yeah. I guess. So <laughs> Yeah, I heard people like to watch people rage on the internet, so that should be good. Um, yeah. Was somebody else say, saying something? It was. I was just commenting. Actually, Turtle, can I ask you? Uh, sure. 
at the end, how much of that rage was like genuine rage and how much of that was just like, you know, like, you know, like acted up for the camera? Or was that just like pure genuine hatred for Siren Song? Um, it definitely comes from a real place, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I I'd say that um probably like eighty percent genuine rage, but I mean I, I think it was mostly fueled by my, my sleep deprivation, you know, yeah. like leading me to get that that tilted uh and, and just frustrated, you know, because I, I think like after streaming for that long and uh just you know losing like that like it, it was just i don't know it, it felt genuine so yeah i'd say probably like 85 15 yeah i mean that's fair enough to me like it seemed pretty genuine to me but i was like maybe this guy's just like an amazing actor and like how much did you streaming live do you feel like people actually were sniping you or do you feel like you had a pretty genuine open experience at least in that regard um there was only one instance that I felt like I was getting sniped just because of like extremely sussy plays and like emoting, like, you know, like opponent having one card in hand and then roping me, you know, like, like when, yeah. when there's like no real decision to be made on the board, like that's a little sus to me, you know, and then you're emoting <laughs> me, like, come on, bro. But you can feel the other delay than... as they like load up your stream and wait for you to catch up. Yeah. I mean, like, Yes, I only have like a five second delay, you know, I mean, I'm not going to if even if people were sniping me, like the reality is that it's my own fault, you know, for not putting a delay. So like I can't I have no right to complain about it. You know, it, it, it is what it is, but I'm not going to like accuse people of, uh, of of actually sniping unless it's like super, super obvious. Yeah, I, I mean, that like, was all I wanted to ask. Go ahead, I mean, sorry. like, yeah, no, more like an otter thing, right? Like. What me I mean, streaming without a delay or No, you being like uh you having a right to be upset about people sniping you. It's more of like yeah, oh, yeah. It's like, it's I, like I they guess should like... just not do it, not like that you expect that like it's not like crazy for or hard for them yeah. to do. Yeah. I mean I I'd say like yeah, it's definitely like dishonorable to do it, but I mean yeah. the you know, I'd be na- like... naive to think that somebody that's like playing in a tournament, like, you know, that has like clout and real money prizes attached to it isn't going to take any advantage they can get regardless of how honorable or dishonorable it is you know i think a lot of people absolutely given the opportunity and the you know the fact that like the the chance of them facing any consequence is like incredibly low um because there's the reality is they're probably not going to get caught doing it right like i'd be naive to think that like people wouldn't wouldn't take that advantage yeah yeah i mean yeah it pisses me off a lot because uh I have a really high competitive integrity, and that just just really pisses me off. But it's unfortunate. It's just, it is how it is, though. It is what it is. Yeah, we get all like Goofy's rages in our chat. They're pretty. Funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but what it really Goofy comes down to is streaming with a delay sucks. So like, I don't blame. Yeah. You doing it. Yeah, I just like. I was already sleep deprived, you know, and then I would have felt like an idiot if I like, you know, like imagine I stream with like a 10 minute delay and then I still go five, three, right. That would suck mm-hmm. even more. So I'd rather go five, three and then have like a John and an excuse to give, you know, like, Oh yeah, I was streaming, man. I was getting sniped. You know, I was, they were hacking. I was lagging. I was tired, you know, like, and I'm like no the sun was in my eyes. Right? What was that? You're on like no siren song too, right? Uh, I think I was playing one Sirens on deck just because I figured it would eat a lot of bounds. No, that's not cringe. Just one's fine. Any more than one was. Come on, man. Yeah, I apologize. Um, I guess we should probably talk about the future of 
things happening in this game instead of the past since some of us are losers and don't want to talk about it anymore, you know? So, um... Same. So we got, I got this new patch. Um, what are you thinking about this new patch so far, um, Turtle Duck? Uh, so from the, the one day that I played, um, I'm glad I don't see Sirens on anymore. That's nice. So, like, I can actually log on and, like, play and stream the game without wanting to, you know, rip my hair out. <laughs> um, I do think, like, so some of the changes were a little sus, in my opinion. Like, I think Hush to two mana is incredibly fucking sus, especially now that you can, like, you can get, like, uh, Hush from Telstones. I don't know. I think, like, people are uh, are, are going to grow to hate Hush very quickly again. Um. I think like uh, a lot of people are blowing the coin change out of proportion. I think Karma Set's still going to be fine, even with it at focus speed. It, they just like don't automatically win by turn uh, ten. That's that a controversial opinion. <laughs> Very controversial, especially in the uh, control part of BFG. Yeah, can we hear both? I'd like to hear both sides of this argument, if possible. So, um, go ahead, Alex. Before so, I head yeah, out, I guess... or before before you go, continue. I'm gonna head out, guys. I appreciate you oh, guys nice having me. You. Nice to meet you, Turtle. See you. Yeah, see Talk you. to you guys later. Bye. Peace. Peace. So, all right, first off, there's a chance that Karma Set people will find a brew that works. I'm, I'm not going to be like, we've seen every experimentation with Karma Set that can possibly happen. No, there could be more. But with the current brew, there... Karma Set will still win games, but there's too many cases that before the coins saved you and now they won't. Uh, the most obvious one is not being able to hold up reaction, right? Especially deny playing set on in turn five, getting him killed really sucks. Uh, then turn ten, if they open attack, there were a lot of times where. I'd say maybe like one in ten games, they open attack on turn ten, and I need to put in some of my reaction, wait, they buff, and then I coin and put in more reaction and survive. That's not something you can do anymore, especially if you need to draw cards, which, you know, karma with placer bets and nothing else hoping you can find the miracle save was not an uncommon place to be. And even just, you know, the fact that you can't place your bets into coin anymore, right? They, if you have a karma on board, if you do everything right, turn 10, you play place your bets, you still need to start a stack and you still need to risk that they can just vengeance your karma. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that if you have a Karma on the board by turn 10, you like the, the deck should automatically win? Like, like that is like I think, I think, the win con. I think it should be at least 90% win. Right? I, I think it's really silly to say that a deck whose entire win con is reaching 10 shouldn't win on 10. There's so many it's like you know if you get a full board of if you get 
a full board of Aatrox Darkin, then you should win. I think we can agree that's a reasonable take. And, you know, this is saying, no, no, you, sh you shouldn't win. Full, full board of Darkin, you should have counterplay that should make sure you don't win. Right? And it's... even on 10, if the other, if your opponent, sorry, Alex, if the opponent has attack token, they just open attack, even if you have Karma on board on turn 10, your play service doesn't, like, matter. Like, you can't use your coins on that. Yeah. And, like, and... Ionia needs to use uh, their mana at fast speed. That's all their interaction. Why would you want to do stuff like beforehand? That's like slow speed with focus. And even if you, even if it's not open attacking, you still don't. Before the coin change, you only won if you got there with karma and place your bets. There were times where you had a karma on board on ten, but you had to spend too much earlier in the game, and now you're just, and now you aren't winning because you don't have hand refill you don't have yeah. bells to double i mean i i agree the change definitely matters i just think that karma set is still going to be like a good deck i just think it has to be played like differently now and it doesn't like automatically win at turn 10 right and like i, I still think it's gonna is, be a solid if, deck though if the deck when played by the best players was like a 70 percent win rate deck which i don't think is unreasonable to say maybe 75%, then you take away the wins that they had at 10? Like, how... What does that mean for the maximum win rate of the deck, right? If 1 in 10 games, you needed to win against an open attack on 10, that means your maximum win rate is going to be 65% when you play a very high skill deck as well as possible. I, I don't think that's a... It's a playable deck, but I don't think it's a deck that you can bring to a competitive tournament. Right. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I mean, how, how much do you think the, uh, the coin change was to allow you know, other cards that generate coins to be to be buffed. Because we saw that, like, Jack and, like, uh, Angel and stuff like that, you know, now generate, you know, like, Angel generates, like, three coins, right, on Plunder now. So yeah. I think maybe it was, like, a change to, to kind of keep that balance in check as well and make, like, a healthier, um, like, game. I, yeah, I think, I think that they realized that having... Being able to hold up mana for a reaction is a very, very strong mechanic, and they decided to just not bother trying to balance that and just make it into a more mid-range style proactive mechanic. Which, I mean, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. And it might even be it, it might be the correct call. It might be that there wasn't a good way to make coins balanced in their former state. All I'm saying is that I don't think Karma Set can survive as a as a top or even a good deck with that change. All right, um, that that's Alex's baby. If you can't tell, Turtle Duck. Um, yeah. 
Well, let's talk about the real sad thing they did this past, and they they shot my homie Crimson Pigeon out of the air, and that's, Dude, that's I, that real made no sense to me. Yeah, they just like, aggro stays taking strays. Yeah, but, I mean, so the only justification I can think for that is like maybe it's like an, a, a nerf meant for Eternal, because like. Like, okay, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm like living under a rock, but I feel like aggro and standard hasn't really been that good of a thing. Like, yeah. since standard, you know? Yeah, but like, ever since I think Samara patch, we've like moved past that. Jinx Samara has been so close to just being like a very, very good deck that often just beats itself. Um, and the same with Annie Jin. Like, if you look at tournament runs with the decks, you, you'll see lineups, all the recent tournaments, like people bring these decks. Um, even if they're not the most well-suited place in the meta. So I think it was sort of like a preemptive nerf. They were scared of aggro taking over. And if you look at those decks, I think Pigeon was a lot of the times not only very strong, but like out of archetype. Like, it makes sense Annie Jin's going to like stun you and use skills. And it makes sense like Jinx Samara is going to like go wide and discard. But then when they have like the random Pigeon that just turns into a 5-5, you know, it's like, okay, what, what is he doing here? Why is this bird so big? You know, this this doesn't fit at all. So I, it, it fits on brand with what they're trying to do. I just can't believe CS Kip's not getting touched. I, I'm sick of the card. Just gut it and nerf the other ra- or buff the other rallies. I think the other ones are way more interesting, personally. Base drop. Um, no, no buff rally, please. Yes, I guess... dude. Bring me. <laughs> yes, bring me Aegis back, bro. No, no, like, definitely not like, four mana golden Aegis. Definitely not. Dude. I think. The issue with the champion strength, if you think about it, if we want to move to that card, is the only nerf, the obvious nerf is to make it 10 mana, right? Because it's like where most of these cards end up. But the yeah. difference from like 10 mana and 9 mana in this game are, is a whole lot because yes. you can bank 3 mana. So you get to CS on turn 6. But if you make it 10 mana, um, you have to do it on, you do it on turn seven, and that's with true. fully bank, and that's just that's a whole map. other, yeah, that's a lot big nerf. Um, I just hate the gameplay. The yeah, I think I that's just, where you'd have to go. I just maybe I just hate the gameplay that like CS deck encourages, where it's like you just plop down six dudes and you ignore your opponent, and then you press I go win, like go fish, and if like opponent doesn't have a response to that, then they lose, and if they do, they win. And say what you will about old rallies, but I like the sort of feeling of like it forces you to play on board. You have to match tempo, and if you ever do, if I catch you slipping, then I can like punish you. And I don't know. I just love Silver Auction, so I, anything to take me back. I miss Sounds the good old like days. You never, never played in the Poppy Tarek meta then, dude. <laughs> hey, yo, th- I liked that, dude. I was down for that. That was hot. It, it was Tarek's good, hot. but it was also pathetic. It was really annoying. The only good thing about the nerfed rallies is no more elusive rally decks. Yep, that's that's a plus. Though, I mean, that doesn't mean no more elusive decks, sadly. Yeah. Well, yeah, so speaking of that, how, what do, how do we all feel about this freaking stump monument, the Targon elusives? It's kind of terrorizing ladder. You look at stats. Let's finish talking about this, and then we'll move to that. <laughs> yeah. Since that wasn't a change. Um... So I guess let's talk about the elephant in the room, uh, the Siren Song nerf. Do we think the six mana, uh, making it cost six mana, is enough to keep it out of the meta forever? And we think it might be fringe playable still, or where do where do we think Siren Song's gonna land? 
here. I still think there's an Eve deck to be built with it. I just think it's been removed from the general meta, which I appreciate. Um, I think it's. I think there's a chance it's still playable. I, I. It depends heavily on the meta and like how. If people go into decks which lose to Siren Song, I think it's still going to be playable. Possibly. I agree that yeah. the. Uh... Yeah, that seems pretty consensus from what I'm hearing off of our podcast too. Um, There's probably I guess, a deck I guess the last two things we probably should look at before we move on to talking about like what the metagame is now is the powder pandemonium uh, nerf that was like very drastic nerf and the Kaisa nerf. Um, so, Kiro, do you want to talk about one of these? Kaisa didn't deserve that, bro. <laughs> I feel like Kaisa was in a state where she wasn't too strong, she wasn't too weak, she was just there, in my opinion, and I thought that was okay. Um, but then she just got shot out the Skylight Pigeon. Um, and also, the Powder Pandemonium nerf, I, like, was that for Eternal? I'm not sure, because I feel like Fist Samira was also okay. Um, like, ne- neither of these were, like, sort of, like, Auto brings. They weren't very strong decks that were just beating everything, and they also weren't weak either. So, I think they All were right. scared with Pandemonium that it would be back at the top of the meta once Siren Song wasn't around anymore. Was the yeah? Issue. I, I think that's I think that's basically it. And the thing is, that it's also the sort of deck where if they hit their perfect line, like there's not a lot of counterplay. That's the big issue because like. They put 10 monkeys on the board. They don't have to do a whole lot of damage to you otherwise. There's a lot. I mean, there's Isn't a lot like of decks like deck? that. That's yeah. most decks. If they. I mean, Spain Alawi, if you put down a couple of idols, that's just game. Yeah, I would say that um, I personally, I think like the Pandemonium nerf is, is very overkill. Mm. Um. Again, most make it six, but the, I mean they already removed the vulnerable from the monkeys, right? And I feel like Samira Fizz is overall a pretty skill, like expressive deck, like all things considered. Like there's a big difference between like the best Samira Fizz players and the average Samira Fizz player, right? Like you can see it in their their win rate, the way they play. Like different people play it differently. Like you know, I know Quaco has some takes about. You know, like warning shot, double jagged butcher, like warning shot butcher on one if you have the attack token. Um, he can yell at me if I'm misquoting him. But like, you know, I know a lot of other Samira Fizz players will say that's, you know, don't play it like that. So like, I think like, it's definitely one of the more interesting decks I've played. And like, obviously you can have those high roll moments where, you know, you just hit every plunder, you jam out the monkeys on curve, like, you know, easy, easy clap. But I'd say that like, um... Yeah, I, I personally like, especially in like the current meta. Like, I didn't really have an issue with Pandemonium being a thing, um, and like at, at most maybe a six mana. But seven is like, I don't know. It just seems kind of out of left field for me. I I would say, well, I think like the nerf is bigger than needed. I actually do appreciate that they made it bigger than needed. I've said for a while that 
sometimes lore has been too conservative with their nerfs, and they've you know, nerfed something, tried to bring it down to reasonable levels, and it's still really good. And so I do like the approach of saying, you know, we don't want... We think Kai's has been too good. We think Pandemonium's been too good. We think Siren Song has been too good. We're just going to try and take them out completely. And then maybe in the future, they can be buffed up to be a little bit better, right? But for now, just get them out. Don't risk that they might still be the best deck. Yeah, yeah, that, um, that makes I, sense. I guess um, that's pretty much all the patches here. I mean, we have some buffs that I'm sure they're going to pop up when we start talking about decks that are running around now. So, uh, Russ, do you want to talk about your sump monument now? Or as I like to call it, dump um, monument? Can I just quickly say something about champion strength? Yeah, go for it, Moss. Now, to be fair, the disclaimer here is champion strength is one of my favorite cards. I'm a Damasi main. Um, but the thing is, I feel like it's in line with a lot of the other nine mana cards, where it's like you can your opponent can drop Buried in Ice on you, and you're like, well, that's the game. Your opponent can drop um, Ruination on you, and you're like, well, we're done. Um, now, uh, what's the other one? Um, the Ionia, bring all your, your dead things back. Um, there's So there's Harrowing, which is yeah, bring harrowing. your dead things back. Yeah, that's SI. Um, to be fair, that is 10 mana, so there is an argument you could bump it to 10 mana, but um, yeah, I, I feel like it's probably in line with a lot of the other things you're doing at 9 mana anyway. Yeah, I don't really have an argument with that. I would say, like, the ones you listed off are... They aren't winning you the game. So, I think there's a difference between... Champ strength... I can't ruination on 6 and win the game, right? At at least in most matchups, whereas champ strength... In most matchups, you can champ strength on 6 win the game. I, I think that's kind of the difference. I think also with champ, the difference between champ strength and harrowing is with champ strength, it doesn't matter what units are on board. Like it sort of just encourages this play anything, fill your board, champ strength on six, and win the game. But harrowing is very different, where you need to have played units that matter first, so that when you revive them, they actually do something and not just get plus four, plus four scout. The failure state is also very different, right? If you and if you harrowing, on. if you harrowing and you don't win the game, then you don't have a board. Whereas if you champ strength, sometimes you do just champ strength to clear the board, get in thumb damage, and then you still have an entire board that your opponent needs to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Let's move on to like new decks. We can complain about this next time a patch comes around. We'll tell them to do it again, and then that we'll still have it. And then the next patch touches that, they'll nerf it, and we'll be okay then. Um, so it looks like Russ has muted himself. So I guess we're going to skip over him for the stump monument for now. I was here the oh. whole time waiting the bitch about oh. stump monument. All right, go. You for thought it. I would miss my chance? No, go I mean it. it's it's the annoying card that I think will shape the meta. Uh, that's that's the TLDR. Um, 
Why they printed it, I don't fucking know. I think the intern just wrote down a bunch of shit, and they picked the ones they liked, and like played like ten games in the testing, and they're like, "Fuck it, run it." Uh, Based in, I, I am gonna. It's a. It is definitely a card. I definitely think the Targon Elusive version is like probably the better version. I think Teemo and like Shrooms is good, but the fact that like. I don't know. Teemo and Peddler are way more interruptible than just a bunch of big ass elusives. So that's my general take. Deck deck's annoying as fuck. It'll be here all season. Um yeah, I mean I don't disagree with your statements. I I think it's a little less annoying than the consensus seems to think it is. Um uh, maybe it's just because I typically play really quick decks, so I'm just killing them before it matters. Um but what what do you think of Stump Monument Turtle Duck? Uh, okay. I mean, I I've played a lot of Stump Monument decks. I played the Elusive deck. I actually brought the um the Elusive list that's running around now, the Targon one. I brought that to seasonal, uh, seasonals. Um, I played Puff Caps. I think the card's pretty toxic. I think it's it's really strong. Um, it lets you basically just. It, it, it stalls the game out, you know. Like you know, it does its job of stalling the game out. You know, multiple turns if you, you know, high roll and you know you don't instantly die to puff caps. It tilts people a lot. I, I think it's it's the design of the card. It's strong. It does its job well, but um, it probably needs to see a nerf. Uh, just because it's yeah, it's it's pretty toxic. I think in puff caps, it's it's reasonable, but I think like. The fact that like just elusive cringe is running it to buy themselves like four extra turns is pretty toxic just because you know elusive cringe is like one of the most uninteractive decks in the game you know they don't trade with their units they they don't interact with your board they just go elusive and they they hit your face um so yeah either people need to start running more landmark removal or uh monument rights to be changed in some way maybe like Honestly, Monument, probably the best change for Monument, just make it plant more puff caps in your deck when you get hit. Like, that might be... That, yeah, that might be the, the, the change. Because I think, like, a mana change, it probably isn't going to matter. They should probably just, like, I don't know, like, double the amount of puff caps. Or, or someone can do the math on it and, and figure yeah. out, you know, a better number. But just make more puff caps get planted in your deck whenever you I, take them. I like that change. Because I think if you increase the mana, all that ends up happening... Is that it'll probably push it out of like general play, but it'll become that sort of deck where if you don't have landmark removal, cr- like if you like you're a Freljord player, God forbid, you just like cry, you know. And so I think that'd be a really really nice change. It was just, but then like I I do think if that change were to happen, like I don't know, I wonder if like if you could find like a sweet balance, or if like people would just like immediately drop it. Yeah, I mean, the reality, right, is that there's always going to be situations where your opponent has, like, 300 puff caps in their deck, and they only draw two, you know? Like, shit like that's always going to happen. Um, right. Because that's just the, the nature of, of RNG. But, uh, you know, I, I think making it plant more puff caps in your deck is going to reduce the chances, you know, the odds of that happening, right? Because there, there's, like, a lot of games where, like, I'll be streaming, you know, a some monument deck, and people will be like, oh, you're dead, bro, you're dead. I'll be, like, 8 HP, like, 150 puff caps. And I'm like, no, I'm fine, right? Because, like, 9 out of 10 times, I don't draw you puff caps, you know? And right. it, it's, I think, like, that is probably 
not the healthiest thing for the for the game. So um yeah, just make it plant more in your deck when you go ahead and I think it'll be fine. I think I it think would be there's... funny. Alex, I'm gonna say this real quick because it's quick. Yeah. I think it would be funny if they just nerfed it by making it when it when it got destroyed, they had your you had to draw one. But like whoever's something monument was, if when it got destroyed they drew a card. I think that'd be funny. So it well, would, you know, they would draw into puff caps. <laughs> so like if you wanted to nerf it in a more creative way than just making it do puff caps, I think you could do something like that where you say, you know, every start of round toss cards. I, I think that would actually be a somewhat reasonable thing to do. I don't think it would upset deep too much because it's PNZ, you aren't playing deep PNZ. And that's just shrinking your deck so that you're getting more puff caps. I think that'd be a good. You're also tossing puff caps, though, right? Yeah, but, yes, toss, but you're never going from the bottom. Yeah, you're oh, never cool. going to draw those puff caps, so it helps. I also think, in general, puff caps should probably be evenly distributed. I think when puff caps aren't meta when they're kind of this cute deck then sure it's kind of funny to have the rng but i'd much rather if it's going to be something that we see in actual decks i'd much rather have it evenly distributed in the puff caps so that you know about how many puff caps you're going to draw on every, on every card and you don't have those you know 10 puff caps per card and then you only draw two of them Sort of games, yeah, like way too much work for Rito the code. <laughs> um, I think we could complain about Sump Monument all night if we wanted to. So let's move on to like one of the other decks that has gained more popularity since rotation, or not rotation. Um, the patch. Um, it was already played in a lot of lineups before, but it seems to be just the top dog now, and that's Jack's Orn. Who wants to lead this Jack's Orin conversation? Russ, you play you play Orin sometimes. I you? mean, I wasn't trying to like talk too much. I was gonna let someone else in, but yeah, I mean, the decks just so fucking good at just like in my like example, not example, but like definition of like traditional Legends of Runeterra, which is you plop a big dude on the ground, and if the opponent tries to do anything, you smack him in the face, and then you keep hitting him. Um, and so it's it's been a really good deck for a long time. It's been dodging nerfs. It somehow got a buff with the sh- like the Soren change, which is so so freaking good. Having like a tutor that's also just a good body himself. That also if you put any of your forged weapons on him, as long as they're the plus two ones, he's gonna level your uh, your uh, your Orn. Um, the deck is just really really strong, even in its bad matchups. If you exclude some monument decks, it still is like we're looking at like. 60-40 matchups where a lot of the times it can still just get there if it just draws better. And uh, I think it's probably not going to go anywhere. I think it is a little targetable, but again, I think especially in like a BO3 ban format, I think the deck is just really, really strong. And I think until they nerf it, if they ever do, we'll definitely be seeing a lot of it in the tournament scene. Jiro, I know you like this deck too. Have you played it since the patch happened? I don't like Jack's Orn. I only played oh. in Ages because it was a good pick. 
Actually, I, I do like Axorn because it loses to Sun Monument, and I like playing Sun Monument. <laughs> oh, my bad. Wrong wrong person to ask, it seems. Um, Turtle Duck, you play any of this deck? Uh, no, I, I have zero games on, on Jack's Orn, but uh, I do think it's going to be pretty pretty huge with the uh, yep. the new the the new buff to the the Eye of Sauron card or whatever it's called. I also Big Lizard Boy. Don't have... that's, that's, that's the name, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I also don't have many games on this deck, um, but if you want to see how not to play it, go watch uh, the first game streamed on Aegis last week. I made two misplays right off the bat. Still won somehow, but they were both pretty bad. Apparently, I don't know how the card shares these work. So um... yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> it's like it's it's mid range. Like big beef decks get a lot of shit sometimes for like not being very like skill expressive. But Jack's Orn gives players lots of options every game, and there's a lot of especially because a lot of our interactions usually cheap. You usually have a lot of opportunities to like choose when you're holding your removal, choose when you're holding your lures. Choosing when you're drawing, when you're holding up different things. The deck's just really good um, until the opponents like aren't playing Legends of Runeterra anymore. You know, like elusive decks and shit. Or like combo decks that like don't want to play on board. Um, That's what I also Bella's think, press is for. Right? True. But it's like the the elusive deck is just like I played that in the in the open and it, it felt miserable. And it just there are the deck does have a couple holes like that. Like I'm not gonna go super in depth about it, but there's a couple things where it's like the deck is very is like top tier in all the things it does, but there's some things it just doesn't do. And like that seems like a very obvious things, but in the past we've had like good meta decks that like do everything more or less. Like for example, Fizz in the last like format, right? Like it could just it could kill you in like five or six different ways. It had removal, it had, like, you know, like, we had, like, small, like, silences. Even, like, the Evelyn deck, too, we had, like, hate spikes into sunburst into silence. You have a lot of, like, tools of what you can use. Um, I think, other than Jax, though, uh, I feel like the big, big spooky threat is probably, like, Swain Lowey, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to hit next. So, if you want to start on that, too. Uh, Maz, do you want to say anything about Jax? I know that you like that deck sort of, too, right? Oh yeah, I I think I was playing it before. Um, people sort of caught on to it, but um, the thing was that it's very much a deck that it's a little okay. So you used, we used to call um Pantheon Counter Five deck, um, and so it's a Counter Seven deck because you're basically most of the time you're winning through um on every so often you get the curve and you win through um. Jacks. Um, the problem with the deck is it does rely upon certain things being right. That being said, um, it also does kind of have the, um, it's a very annoying deck to play against because you've got um, fish fights and you've got um, the lure card. I can't remember the name of it. Um, and basically, a lot of ways of stopping your opponent doing their thing. Um, and then occasionally you run into something like, um, Karma SI, and just suddenly you're just like, oh, they killed all of my important things, they bounced everything else, and I'm just sitting here doing nothing. So definitely a targetable deck, but, um, it's also annoyingly effective at times. Alex, do you have anything to add about this deck? And if you don't, if you want to get us started on Swain Alawi, that'd be good. 
And I'm not a Jaxorn player. I I like beating Jaxorn, so I, I think it is Darkball. Um Swain Alawi I've played more of. We're planning on bringing that this week, so I've been right. playing a bit of it. I think it's really strong. It's a it feels like over time it's shifted to be more heavily invested in the Lowy side of things. Because it is, you have the Swain side of things, you have the Lowy side of things, and those are both brought together by Watchful Idol. And I think the Lowy side is just, if you hit the right cards, you will win against any opponent except Shadow Isles, which at the moment, Shadow Isles isn't being played. So if we see that stay true, I think the deck will still be a very, very good deck for this season. Alright, so this is another deck that I haven't played a lot of, so I'm going to skip my turn on this. So, Russ, do you have anything to add about this deck? Uh, yeah, I'll be short and sweet. I, I think it is the best just, like, I win deck of the format. Alawi's been busted for freaking ever now. We we all just pretend like she's not like ridiculous, and even in her bad matchups, you, you you like your opponent does have cards that beat you. But again, due to the nature of Alawi and how fast she can kill you, if your opponent doesn't have that card at the right time, they still just lose. So, yeah, I uh, I, I like to see I like to see something done to Alawi. I don't think I like to see her back to five health. I don't know, bro. She's so thick. Why is she so thick? <laughs> if I could add. I think I said Alawi's like the entire thing. The fact that Spain has Fearsome makes the deck really scary too. Just because in order to really beat it, you need something that can remove Alawi and block Fearsome and potentially block Overwhelm, and there's not a lot of decks which do all of those. Yeah. But it wouldn't be so bad if he didn't come down like on curve, right? Like if if he wasn't running a Lowey package, it'd be a, so much harder to level him as quickly as you do, right? Like, idol, two idols and he's flipped is just insane. Yeah, I mean, lots of idols aggro matchups. If you flip him and play him on curve, you just wipe their board and the game's over. Like, yeah. Right? But that's, that's fair to me. But, like, I should be able to, like, deny your Swain level up. You shouldn't be able to spend two mana to level the motherfucker up. That's ridiculous. Like, I think as long as that exists and Swain's, like, I don't know. It, it's it's to me there'll always be a build Swain deck, and it'll never be a matter of like if that combination's like bad or like it's just a matter of like if there's more busted things going on. Like, is it the beginning of a new expansion? Do they just release some nutty cards? If that's the case, Swain's not strong enough, and we'll play something else right now. But as long as the cards exist in the current way they are, there'll always be like this kind of deck, right? Yeah. What if Idol had uh, more HP but it had vulnerable on it? I'd like that. But... Dude, I'd like it. What if it had like, dude? What if it had like six HP, like a buttload? I feel like that's like here... part of the frustration with it is that you can't usually interact with it because it never goes in combat. Like, hear me out. If we just want to stop this main thing, make it a zero three tough. Oh, I mean, yeah, but I feel like that would make it more annoying yeah. for removal decks. Yeah, but, like, but you wouldn't be like removal yeah, decks are never remove. You're never removing Watchful Idol in removal decks anyway. Uh, they'll never put know. top. 
They'll no, never put it's definitely in the quietest. I know that. Yeah, but if you're talking about quietest, then O3 tough just dies on play. So like, that makes the quietest matchup <laughs> really bad. That's so. one of those changes that we'd really like, but I don't feel like they'll ever do just because of like region pie stuff, right? Yeah, that's that possible. In Bilgewater, strictly because thematics, even if it would make sense balance-wise. Okay, let's move on. We can play designer all day, and we don't get paid to do it, so I don't want to give them free ideas. So, um, Turtle Duck or Shiro, do y'all have anything to add about Alawi Swain, or do y'all want to, we, should we move on to the next decks? Um, I'll just say that uh, if Alawi Swain does end up coming into the meta as being a strong deck, it, I imagine that deck probably is pretty good in the Jax Orn, right? You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's probably a good matchup. It is definitely favored if you're running three heavy metal. Yeah, so I think that at the very least, it'll keep Jax Orn somewhat in check. Opium. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah that's, all, that's all I have to add. Okay, um, I say we do one more little segment before we end the podcast because we're nearing an hour here. Um, and what I'd like to do, since the meta's not completely together yet, is just we. I'm going to lead us through this and we talk about some deck that we've had good results with so far that we are personally, personally playing, uh, preferably not the ones that we've already mentioned. But if so, that's okay too. Um, Alex, if you want to start... Um, I haven't played it super recently, but I'm Jace. Feels like it's a good deck. Should beat. It feels like it should beat some of the decks we have talked about. Spain Alawi, Folds to Shadow Isles, Ornjax, Vengeance on Orn is good. Quietus is good. Just feels like it's in good spot. Alright, uh, Maz, you're around. Uh, yep. Um, uh, Chris, um, Timo, Demacia. Okay, yeah, I've actually been playing the same thing, and it's felt pretty good. It just yeah. seems like you get your units on board, you play CS, nothing too crazy. I've been playing Scrutinize Insurgent. I don't know if you have been, Moz. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really and... it's really fun when you get two level Timos. I don't know if you've had that happen before. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard of two level teamers, two level treasures. Um, I haven't seen any of that myself. I've had very basic wins so far. Gotcha. All right, and I'm gonna include that for mine too, because that's pretty much what I've been having the most luck out of. Um, Russ. Uh, I, for me, I've had a couple, but I'd say uh, you know, the real, the real special sauce is a. Uh, Mono Sharima or Mono Udier and Sharima. It's, it's it's truly the groundbreaking meta pick. I'm telling you. Uh, Holy that sounds I'll, I'll be bringing it. I'll be bringing it to the tournament this weekend. So you know, I'm expecting another uh, amazing performance. Also, I've been testing a couple uh, Poro brews. Uh, the ones I'm settling on are probably Freljord or Si. Uh, Freljord's a lot better than I thought it was. Crazy enough, but uh, yeah. This this patch has been pretty fun. Uh, said Jack is a lot of fun. Probably not good, but I think my hot take for that is I think people should stop. I think people should start playing old timer. I think old timer is a lot better than people think because Mako 
like the like the shark combo, the shark brothers. It's like okay. It's pretty cool. But I was playing a little old timer, and old timer is actually just way better. Old timer literally just wins you the game. Like if you have token on eight and you just old timer like another mid range deck, they just cry. They just like they can't do anything. Um but yeah, I, I don't know if the deck's the deck's probably not good, but it's definitely a lot of fun. Oh, right, and sure. has anyone seen the uh, Master Yi Karma, the fourth trail yard? Oh, I have not. <laughs> and they're playing uh, like uh, the old set trail yard version, but just with the Yi instead of the uh, and like you know like smaller trail yard brittle spells and stuff like brittle and shatter and stuff. Oh, Did someone bring yet. that in ages last week? The week before. I'm not I feel like I have no idea this week. I haven't cool, seen right? that card in forever, so I don't know. And it has the seven cost. I never played it, but I'm pretty sure it's like standard every failure karma deck is the AOE frostbite and then kills if it's at zero. Yep. Oh, winner's bargain. Yeah, that that's card is pretty cool. Card. I'm guessing that's, it's that's ramp. Uh, I didn't see any ramp in particular though. Actually, I think it plays more for like Yi early and like protecting him and using him to like. Uh, clear the board, like kind of like set, but like yeah, in combat, honestly. Okay. All right, Chiro. That's my guess. I haven't played it yet, so I could be totally off. But that's my initial feel, just looking at the list. Also, Alex, instead of ramping, we just discount the spell we want to play on turn ten. Gigabrain. Yeah, that's the other big thing. Sorry, I forgot about that. Nice point, Russ. Dis- Yee's pretty cool. Yee's, I, I think he's a pretty, like, I don't know. I really like him as a card. I don't know. I feel like he's like one buff away from being super busted, and we all hate him. And like he, the the reduction gives you the uh, the freedom to play like your spells a lot because you know that you'll have the mana for it. So you can play protection on him and take like greedy uh, combat plays, but just win because you're playing Freljord. And like he's gonna get big really very really fast, right? Like. He only needs one uh, flow, and he's already like a 4-3. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Shiro, do you have any decks that you've been playing? Um, I tried Nico. I don't think Nico is there still, unfortunately. Um, I wish she was, though, because she's kind of cool. I will build it. Yeah, so I am going to give another shout-out to Puffcaps. Puffcaps, I've been spamming only, uh, and it beats Vein Trucks, it's beating Swain Alawi, uh, and I've just gained a lot of LP by playing Puff Caps, so. I heard the uh, the main problem with Nico is that she doesn't allow for the turtle and duck subtypes in the deck, but that could be just me. Um, turtle Duck, have you been That's playing anything in particular? <laughs> um, so one of my viewers, uh, Iron Pegasus, got me on this Jack's Nora list that I've been playing. I don't know how good it is, but um, it's uh, it's interesting. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I I think I've played something similar. I've the I like the Jinx Nora deck a lot. That B top eight at the open with uh, the Master and Terror open with a couple weeks ago. So I've played the Jack's version too that you're talking about, and you really just make a ton of um, portal dudes, and it's just. You get a bunch of open attacks where they don't have anything to do, and you just activate it three portals and just have a full board, and they're just like, well, I guess I'm dead. Pretty yeah. nice. 
All right, Yustan, you got anything besides Master Yi? Um, I haven't really put in a lot of time into Lowey's Lane because I didn't feel like I uh, played it very well. But I have recently. I went on a little, like eight win streak or something. Feels pretty good. I know we already talked about it, but it's like my. Okay. I'm glad I actually got on the bandwagon of playing good decks because they're you know they're good. Feels good. Couldn't be me. Um, um, love surfing. So I guess that's going to be it for our podcast today. I want to say thank you again for Turtle Duck for joining us. Uh, sorry, I want to thank you again for Turtle Duck for joining us. And uh, be sure to go give give them a follow on Twitch. And um, that's going to be it for the second edition of the podcast. Stay tuned for the next one. Until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>